8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. And a welcome to you to The Viewpoint for the next two hours. Lots indeed to talk about. We will talk about that whole issue of Vodacom and who owes what around Please Call Me. That comes up around 9.30. We will talk about uh, Supra Mahomapelo in terms of his own position of uh, effectively taking the ANC to court, his own party, and the implications of that. Our big hitter for the night Starting very, very shortly, advocate uh, Dali Mpofu, who is, well, a renowned advocate who has defended many, many high-profile cases in this case here. But on the other hand, he's also the chairperson of the EFF. He'll be joining us pretty shortly. I think he's just running a few minutes late. Uh, let me do this, it means. So he'll join us very, very shortly. The good news, it just gives you a chance to get whatever it is you want to get off your chest. Now, and that could be, um, again, the issues of state uh, Commission for State Inquiry today, um, the inquiry around uh, corruption. The other one would be the issue of um, the pronouncements of uh, former President Zuma once again in terms of suggesting that the Commission for uh, in the, 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 the Corruption Commission, it's actually has not found him out on anything at all. Um, but, but whatever else you may want to get off your chest, if that is the case, you may want to call in 891 104207. Okay, we'll be joined by Dalian Popo, not in studio, I'm afraid, but uh, as we normally do, but uh, he's going to be on the line, so there could be a slight difference in terms of what we normally do. Having said all of that, he'll be my guest for the next uh, 55 minutes. He'll be your guest for the next 55 minutes as our big hitter for the night. So, Advocate Dalian Popo, good chatting to you and thanks for your time. Welcome to the show and for agreeing to be our big hitter. Thank you very much, Asraf. I'm sorry for not being in front of you. I would have preferred to be there myself. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And I thought we, even, we may even talk about the, the, the changes around the SABC because, you know, you were a part of it. Yeah. So it would have been nice to reconnect with you after a long, long time indeed. Okay. Hopefully sure. the line will, will hold for 55 minutes. Uh, th- there's a range of things we need to talk about. First of all, from, from your side. So... You're, you're, you're an advocate. You're, you're certainly a person very much at the top of your legal profession. You're also the chairperson of the EFF, and that's been for the last few years. You've had a history in terms of the, the ANC before. But in terms of the EFF and, and, and your profile and your legal profile, right, nowadays or these days, what happens bigger? What's the bigger profile for you in terms of when people engage you? Um, yeah, I, that's a very good question, uh, Asaf. I think it's still the legal profile. Um, although, yeah, I suppose it changes from setting to setting. Um, so, oh, most people will either call me advocate or others will call me fighter. <laughs> and some will call me both, yeah. So, and, 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 so, and, and what but would you prefer? I mean, does, it, does it change for you as well in terms of if you're on a case, then advocate is fine, but if you're in election time, then fighter would be most appropriate? No, actually, I don't mind because, I mean, there's clearly an overlap between uh, those, uh, uh, those roles in the sense that uh, some of the people who encounter me uh, as a lawyer, uh, some of them even do so because they... Uh, you know, uh, they know of some of the cases that which I've done, which may be political cases. So no, I don't really have a preference. But in terms of my uh, day-to-day work, I mean, the work is also evenly spread between which is really the most difficult things because both jobs are quite demanding. 
being the national chairperson of the EFF uh, in the top six uh, of a growing party, vibrant party, which is uh, demanded to be everywhere, and then being a, a senior counsel at, at the top of the profession, as you said, uh, is you know those are quite demanding, and sometimes, uh, like now, when we have this big rally this this Saturday of um, launching our manifesto. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, yesterday I was doing a, a very big case here. Uh, as I'm speaking to you now, I'm from uh, addressing one of the mobilization meetings in Pretoria towards the rally. So I've found some kind of formula, but it's, 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 it's quite uh, demanding. But I enjoy both very much. Well, there you are. L- l- let's then talk about uh, the... Well, we'll talk about the manifesto in a moment in terms of what one can expect, right, uh, regarding the EFF. But maybe before that, to take a ba- uh, step to take a step back, but in fact to take a step forward to next week, which is next week Thursday, and and the state uh, of our nation. Now, we know the president will deliver his annual state of the nation address, but without spending too much time on it, for, for you maybe, if I said describe the state of the nation, say, in, in, in five single sentences, what, what would they be for you? Well, I would say that, you know, we're a nation, firstly, that is um, traumatized, uh, traumatized by the past, but also now being even more and more traumatized by the by the present. Because, you know, um, I think many people's high hopes about uh, this era, the past 25 years, have been, have been dashed uh, in a different way. Uh, ways and in, in, in different uh, uh, departments, if you like. Um, at the same time, you know, South Africans are quite a, a resilient uh, people. So there's always hope, and uh, somehow we do come out of these uh, kinds of episodes. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we're a, a very strong people in that sense. And so, you know, we don't despair. I think we get disappointed, as I say, we get traumatized. So I would say the state of the nation is quite palace, both uh, in terms of the pol- the morale of the nation, but also the economy, which is in the doldrums. Uh, that just adds to the to the kind of general pressure mm-hmm. that is there. Okay, so so you're saying you're sticking with that that one word to describe the state of the nation in its current situation. You, you'd say that does the traumatized define exactly where we are right now, or is there more? I, I would say so. Uh, as I say, but uh, with uh, what politicians call uh, cautiously optimistic, <laughs> that um, you know there, there, there is a way out. But the democratic system itself will will see it through, and that's what we try to do in the EFF, which is to try and provide an alternative, so that if for those who are dis- who are in despair, we provide an alternative. Um, within the democratic system, within the constitutional structures, within the parliamentary system, within the court system, and so on. Um, because if, if we don't do that, if there's no outlet for 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 dissent, for for different views, um, given the, the 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 trauma that that we're, we're going through, uh, which we should, by the way, because we've just come out of a very difficult uh, period. Only recently, 25 years is a short time. So the apartheid trauma, if you like, is still is still with us. Okay. Um, and, and and so so that's why I'm saying that there's the despair, the trauma, and all that. But there's hope 
that the democratic constitution will, will, will see us out of this. Fight. Okay, let's then talk about uh, you know your, your manifesto launch. What? So yes, we're speaking ahead of it. What therefore can you tell us about it? Well, Ashraf, I can tell you now that uh, the, you have never seen anything like what is going to be delivered on uh, on Saturday. It's a very detailed document. It uh, deals with uh, some of what you've just touched on, which is uh, what is the actual state of the nation as we are now, a diagnosis of the past 25 years, and um, a very comprehensive um, cure, or or, or rather prescription maybe, for, for... all the ills that we would have identified. We identified quite an array of, of, of problems uh, in the first uh, section, and then we uh, explain what can be done about those, and then we go into a, a lot of detail, uh, you know, chapter by chapter or sector by sector, as to what can be done, what should be done, what will be done if there is an EFS government. So we hope that, uh, you know, we, we've been flattered before because... Um, the government uh, does kind of steal our p- policies whenever it suits them, uh, the, the, the ANC government. So even if in in those areas, maybe provinces where uh, other people will be in charge, if we don't uh, win the elections outright, then we, we are quite sure that some of these policies, because of they are so attractive, will find uh, themselves into the into the political vocabulary. And, and, and so it's, it's a very detailed document, in, and it's, um, we try so much not to make it uh, promises, you know, the usual rhetoric of promises, mm. but specific commitments. So if we're saying, you know, in Ashraf's area, this is what we're going to do uh, if we're in government by 2021, by 2022, we'll do this, we'll do this and the other, so that we can hold us accountable come the next election if we don't do it. So going on that, then into the election, and of course the manifesto is a tool of the election itself, right? Is is the EFF and its manifesto a pitch to win the election? Or or is it, as I've heard Floyd Shivambu say the other day, that they want to increase by 44% from the 6% of the of the previous general election, which which I would think is, is particularly low. You know, wh- wh- where are you pitching it? No, of course, we fight to always fight to win. I mean, even in 2014, when we were six months old, we, we fought to win. That's how, that's what you do. Um, you, you, so it, it, it is pitched, the manifesto is certainly pitched there. It says, the, the refrain in the, um, in the in manifesto says, the EFF government will do this, the EFF government will do that and the other. Uh, so it, 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 it postulates a situation of... Um, winning the election. But you know that uh, when you enter a race, there are all sorts of of permutations that could happen. Now, we learned from the 2016 election, for example, that um, you you can win, you can lose, you can uh, be a kingmaker, you can be able to have, uh, uh, even from the 2014 election, you can have a 6% representation, but if you are astute enough to be able to utilize that 6%, you, you can basically run the show. And so any power that uh, the electorate bestows upon you, it, it gives you the responsibility to use it uh, effectively. I mean, we know um, the example of Helen Sussman, who was one mm, MP mm, mm. Uh, at some stage, but she was able to use that um uh, that power effectively. The EFF at 6%, people thought, oh, well, that's 
just going to be a passenger in Parliament. But look at the huge impact that we've had on the political scene. Look at uh, the question of land, uh, which, you know, I remember distinctly in, 19, in 2014 when we were campaigning on this issue of land. When we were having debates with ANC people, they were laughing it off. It was a, a big joke, yeah. But now within four or five years, they've actually come around to adopt the very same thing that we were saying. So one has to be patient, one has to be resilient, one has to be steadfast and not, uh, you know, flow with the wind. If there's a slight Mm, criticism mm. in the media, then you cower away and run away. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take calls as well in just a moment. 089 the the voice you're hearing, the distinctive voice of Advocate Dali Mpofu, who is the, uh, an advocate who's uh, a very prominent advocate in our country, but also the chairperson um, of uh, the EFF, so very much a fighter both in the court and outside the court. To engage with him, 0891 hashtag SFM Viewpoint. If you want to tweet, and you can tweet thumbs up, thumbs down, agree, don't agree, whatever it is, you can tag me, um, Ashraf Garda, do tag Advocate Dali Mpofu, you'll pick up the, the Twitter handle on my timeline, as well as the EFF, as well as SFM Radio, we'll certainly pick up all those things. There's the other option, which is voice notes, and if you're doing that, it's maximum 30 seconds, more than that, we cannot play it, unfortunately, um, and I'll get you that WhatsApp voice note number in just a moment or so. Uh, the other one would be... The other option is just SMS is 40938, Okay, before I get to Salo, just in a moment, here's the thought for you. I mean, your, your point about Helen Sussman, I think, is, is, a, is, is very true. And the point about the, about the EFF in the last few years with, with 6% of the vote, I think, is, is also very telling. And I completely concur with you. Having said all of that, th- there must be a target that, that you, certainly as an astute advocate and the chairperson of, of the EFF, must, must be wanting. What, what, are you, what would you like to achieve in terms of, like, what's, what's number one on the wish list for the general election? And what's the least you'd settle for? Okay, put it this way. The number one wish list is to get the ANC out of government. Um, because that's, that's really the, the stumbling block between this country and progress is the ANC. Um, and the stumbling block between us implementing the uh, sometimes uh, ambitious but very uh, progressive uh, program, which is needed, which is much needed. You know, Yusuf, I mean, uh, Ashraf, the, the, one of the biggest problems in this country is when you say this and this must happen, then people give you labels. No, oh, no, that's populist, or it's this and the other, without even examining uh, what it is that, that we want. We want w- what you want, what everybody wants, which is a peaceful, prosperous country. But maybe the difference between us and, and others is that uh, we don't, we, we don't, uh, you know, uh, pussyfooty and uh, mm. call Okay, so, but, but uh, if, the, if, if getting the ANC out of power is your number one priority, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you'd be the majority party, right? Uh, the, 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 Preferably we would be, but if we are not, we, we must uh, have a, a big say, a, a very big say in, in the governance of this country. Okay. But I think that for starters, maybe at the minimum would be what we aim for. Okay. Obviously, at the maximum, uh, as I said, you run any race to win. Okay, but, but, but having uh, said that, I mean, let, let's be let's take us into your confidence on this one. I mean, what would disappoint you if if the if if the EFF got 
10% or 12%, would you be disappointed with that Re- realistically? No, not at all, not at all. Look, I think the only thing that would disappoint us is to get less than what we got in 2014, but, quite but, frankly. Okay. But, Mo- but, but um, we, we, I mean, we want, because that would, in a way, that would be a vote of no confidence, if you like, because it would mean even those people who voted for us in 2014 feel that, Okay, fair, fair enough. But but I'd put it to you this way: if you if you if if the only thing that will disappoint you is less than six, it suggests, for example, if you got seven percent, you'd be happy. But I'm going to put it another way: that if you if you only got seven in this election, with the ANC in disarray and the DA not offering much vision at the moment, and nobody else really in the picture, then I would suggest, as an observer on the outside, I would think that would be a major disappointment for the EFF. Fair enough. No, look. As I, you can see that I'm running away from the from specific mm. numbers, but you're quite right. Look, uh, for me personally, if if we uh, if, if we came, I mean the polls. There are polls now. There are two polls that are out. Maybe let's let's use that as a as a, as a reference point. One of the polls puts us at thirteen percent, one three. Um, the other one puts us at nine, nine between nine and ten. Mm. Now you're quite right. Obviously, we would prefer the higher one than the lower one. But um, if you look at it in perspective, even the one that puts us at thirteen, that's basically a doubling of 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 hundred uh, percent growth from where where we are now. Okay, so we should... be some. So you could say something. There would be something positive to say about about that. But uh, obviously, we want to do much, much, much better than that. Right. But what I'm saying to you is that we, we you know, we're not uh, naive about it. Uh, we know that we're, we're a new party. We know that uh, we're fighting against uh, two parties. I made this point yesterday elsewhere. The, the two parties which are really our competition <coughs> have got huge unfair advantages. Financially, they are, I mean, we, we are like a, a drop in the ocean to the kinds of resources that they, they, they can, they can uh, master. Well, but, but I think that's fair enough. They have financial clout, but, but they are certainly in disarray, I would think. Okay, let's we'll no, no, talk no. about... No, I accept that, but I'm, I'm just saying, just think of it like this. For example, the DA. The DA has got a captive uh, electorate. Most uh, uh, white people, in particular, who just vote for the DA almost out of instinct. So even if the DA didn't um, the campaign, they would have uh, what three million votes or so. Uh, the ANC has got the traditional votes that it has. So also, if it didn't campaign, it might have uh, a couple of millions of votes. Okay. We don't have that luxury. We have to fight for every single vote. We have to literally go out there and grab every vote that we that, that okay. we can get. I'm certainly going to talk and, about and the. Therefore, that's a huge disadvantage. They might have a disadvantage of the current um, uh, disarray, but I can tell you now, 99% of white people in South Africa, whether there's disarray or not, if they're going to vote, they're going to vote for the DA. So, the. Okay, that's a strong statement. Ninety-nine percent of white people, no matter what, will vote for the. Okay, that we'll pick up on that in a minute, and maybe the issues of coalition as well. Uh, there's some callers, Salah. We're going to come back to you in just a moment. Oh eight nine one one zero four two seven. Chatting to Advocate Dali in Porfu about about all things legal issues, which is his uh, day job, um, and then being the chairperson of the EFF as well. You can engage. You can call in right away. I'll take calls right after this. Get ready for the most high octane, extreme adventure reality dating show on TV. I'm just a 
flirt. I'm trying not to be hurt again. I love to be loved. As 16 ordinary single South Africans embark on an epic journey. She's afraid of water, afraid of heights, and afraid of commitment. How soon do I get married tomorrow? A journey to face their fears in grueling challenges. I came here to find love, and now love is really challenging me. Can't take losing, I need one all time. And ultimately, a journey to find love. How's it going to be like for your family to accept an interracial relationship? Yes, I'm falling. I was doomed from day one. Love is love. It comes in all forms, shapes, sizes. You epitomize everything that's gone in my life. Catch all the drama, adrenaline and romance in an all-new, all-South African format. The Longest Date starts 11 February at 7.30pm only on SABC3. We've all heard of drug mulling, but now there's also money mulling, a system where criminals offer consumers tempting financial rewards just to use their bank accounts to transfer funds, often across the borders. And by the time you, the consumer, realize you've been part of a criminal act, it will be too late. For more on this, don't miss Hilungelo Lako on Monday at 12 midday. The show repeats every Thursday at 11 p.m. on SABC One. Hi, I'm David, an HP Print Incologist. When you buy an HP printer, you buy a system that is designed to work together to give you the best quality prints, the printer, the paper, and the ink. But if you change one component of that system, is it the same? Would you pour sparkling water into your coffee machine? If your answer is no, why put non-original HP ink into your printer? Always choose original HP ink for optimal results. Visit myhp.co.za to buy original HP toner cartridges. Call SFM right now on 0891-104-207. Advocate Dolly Impofu with me. He will be as our big hitter up to 9 o'clock. Uh, now let me get to three or four calls in one go and we'll get others just now. That WhatsApp voice note number 614 And if you are tweeting, it's hashtag SFM Viewpoint. That you need to use that hashtag firstly. Then you tweet me, Ashraf Ganda. Tweet Advocate Dali Impofu. Tweet the EFF. Tweet SFM Radio. There's a range of SMSs too. Again, people are saying 99% of whites. Someone is saying 99% of South African whites are not stupid from PEG in reference to the point of Dali Impofu. They'll all vote for the DA. Okay, we'll pick up on that just now. Let's get to calls, however. Uh, AB is in KZN. AB, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, good evening, uh, Ashraf, and good evening to Mr. Mpofu. Good evening. Hello. I've got a few quick questions. Uh, yeah. I just want to find out, Mr. Mpofu, um, you know, what's the EFF's policy regarding uh, you know, interest rates. You know, the majority of the poor masses, the blacks, are heavily indebted, and due to high interest rates, you know, uh, I think the interest rates are exorbitant, and uh, they remain indebted always. The capitalists are getting away with things. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, What's their policy regarding the nationalization of, uh, you know, resources like coal? Because, you know, the fuel costs are quite high, and I think uh, maybe, like, Sasol should be nationalized and all coal mines. So the cost, you know, of transporting things can be reduced drastically. Uh, and then... Um, just coming to, you know, he's in the legal profession. I also think that uh, the legal profession, you know, their fees are exorbitant. What's his view, you know, on that? Um, okay, I think okay. there's uh, quite a few questions. Three, three there. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, I'm, let, let me do this. I'm going to take maybe two two other callers in one go, um, and then we'll we'll get uh, my big hitter to respond to that, right? Uh, Vuyusile is in Valcom. Welcome to the show. Uh, welcome, Ashraf. How are you? Yeah, welcome from Wealth. Welcome. Go ahead. Your your question. 
evening to your guest today. Hello, you. Fisher. Yes, uh, I just want to know from uh, Mr. Yalimbofu, uh, uh, with regard to the policy of the ESF, uh, the policy of land. So uh, it seems as if now they are shifting to to, to uh, young people and promise them uh, work and and and, and 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 some other things. What happened to that policy of land, which they promised many people in South Africa that uh, maybe by this time everyone would be having land and farmer, farmers and everything that they do. Okay, policy on land, something that will come up before and after the that ANC, uh, the EFF manifesto launch. Thanks for that call. Uh, hello, go ahead, hello. Hey, uh, thanks, Ashraf. Thanks, for thanks go, go ahead, Salo, yes. Okay. Um, Bradali, look, uh, look, but, uh, you know, I like most of your policies, but the one that gives me problem is this one, of off land mm-hmm. um because brother let you know the land that um uh, the current government bought to our people africans and mm-hmm. um, now are not um it's not they're not functioning at all they are bankrupt oh. they're closed the job have been lost and so forth mm-hmm. so if we deal with this one of um taking up um farms and we give to uh, one of us in brackets, so that they can work on, and then mm. there's no um, uh, a support of, of some sort from whoever will be governing at that time. It's mm. not a suicide in our part to just take things that are working, rather than implementing the laws of the country so that the jobs can be stable and people cannot lose jobs. And lastly, um, what do you make of this narrative, especially about this VBS uh, uh, bank? Because I've been following this story. Uh, uh-huh. Media houses are claiming to have some sort of evidence and so forth. And, uh-huh. and we ask them, can you please show us where did DALI or EFF as an oh. organization mm. or as Julius or as Fred, none of oh. them. But they did oh. to one individual or from, from, from okay. um, I think, um, right. the SACP. Okay, Salah, thanks, th- thanks, th- for, thanks for that call. call. Thanks we, we've noted that. Right. Let me, let me take the last call in this batch here, right? Uh, Colin in Cape Town, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Asha. Yeah, good evening. Good evening indeed. Um, Asha, um, I don't agree with your guest, 99%. You know, so I'm, I'm not a DA, and I'm white. And uh, what about the French Front and all that? What about Agri, Agri SA? Those Afrikaners and those, those people aren't here for the DA. So you must get his facts right, man. 99%. No, no uh, anything that comes out of the EFF is always sucked from their thumb. Thank you. Okay, Asha. got that, Colin. Thanks for that. Right. Uh, Dali, go ahead. So you have Advocate Dali in Porfu with us, with our bigotry. Uh, respond, you know, starting from AB and going all the way down. Yes. Okay, yeah, let's start with AB. Yeah, AB, thank you very much. Those are the areas you raised are, are, are very crucial, and um, you'll be glad to know that uh, they are covered in, in our manifesto. Starting with the question of interest rates, there are two things uh, that are important. You are very right. Interest rates in general in an economy like this, uh, a capitalist economy, it's one of the ways that really uh, poor people get taken uh, for a ride. 
uh, either through you know loans or all the desperation that uh, people find themselves into uh, is, uh, is is really the the, the, the way to, to survive in, a, in a, an economy like this is through debt and overpaying and 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 uh, you know the twenty year bond on its own is just a, an albatross that gets put around your neck. So that is one of the reasons why we uh, we strongly advocate for a, a state-owned bank, which will uh, not be driven purely by uh, maximizing profit, uh, so that the lending rates and those kinds of things can be calibrated, particularly uh, for the poor. Secondly, uh, as you know, that we, we are against the, the current model of in inflation targeting uh, being the kind of panacea. Not, we're not saying inflation is not important, but we say that um, you know the employment and other uh, other economic measures should also be to be uh, targeted equally. Um, so we, we, we deal with it in the in the, the manifesto. You'll be glad to know. Nationalization of coal. Well, obviously, we uh, the second pillar of the EFF is nationalization of mineral resources, coal included. And uh, the reason for that is not because we want, uh, you know, the state to own these assets for, for, you know, for joy. It is because these assets ultimately belong to all of us as South Africans. And therefore, their exploitation and enjoyment and the benefits that flow from them should be shared equitably. And we think that a democratically elected government is the only instrument that can uh, redistribute the, the proceeds, rather than the current situation where they are owned by by foreign uh, ma- uh, mining companies and used as primary resources. Okay. The... On, on legal fees, yeah. yes, it's very true. We talk about uh, access access to, to 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 justice. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I always joke to people to say, you know, the the, the legal fees are so high that if I was in trouble, I wouldn't be able to afford myself. Um, because it's um, the, the 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 market for for legal services is skewed towards the rich. So if uh, you know I take uh, Ashraf's car and uh, you know just drive it off a wall and so on, the extent to which he can get redress depends on whether he's, he's able. It's not whether I'm right or wrong. Or the, let's say the extent to which I can get away with it might depend on on the fact that I can bring a, 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 an array of lawyers, and he can't afford to do that. And so, so surely that is not uh, justice. And we address the questions in in the in the manifesto of of what what could be done to 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 uh, create more accessible justice for all. Including, for example, okay. capacitating the legal aid system. Yeah. Then, then we've had the issues about, uh, and I mean, we may touch on it as well, the issues of land and, and, and again, yeah, VBS. Yeah, both of them spoke about land, so I, I can address them uh, uh, at the same time. The, yeah, I don't know what we see in the what happened to the issue of land. Nothing happened. The, the first uh, pillar of, of the existence of the EFF is the question of land. And uh, that is uh, to be expected because even uh, uh, you know, a first-year student of economics will tell you one of the most basic assets, uh, economic assets, is land. If you don't have land, you practically cannot do anything. That is why so many wars in the past thousands of years have been fought over land, because land is a primary uh, asset that, that then uh, kind of kick-starts any economy. 
That's why the land was was taken away from from uh, black people. It was not just for you know as, as, a, as a, a sport. It was because um, it, it was the primary means of, of 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 existence for for everyone. So nothing will ever happen. All our policies will will always be underpinned by the fact that the land must be shared equitably. Mm-hmm. And as far as Silas' point is concerned, we, we do I, we know uh, we really need to articulate this point because really I think genuinely uh, maybe it's our failure to articulate what you mean when we talk about uh, state ownership of land. When we talk about and because people instinctively say, but you know this current government is so corrupt and so on. We, we're not talking about when the state and the government must be separated. What we're saying is almost an ideological position which says the state. A democratic state as a representative of the will of the people is the mechanism through which uh, redistribution of land equitably should be done. And that doesn't mean we are going to take land from uh, this one and give it to, to, to that one. All we're saying is that the land in South Africa must be equitably shared amongst all South Africans, black and white and tall and short, it doesn't matter. But, you know, against the current system, where the land, because of historical reasons, because of the conquest uh, that happened, because of apartheid, because of the 1913 Land Act, is in the hands of a, a minority. And uh, the current government for 25 years has not changed that at all. They've not even met their own modest target of doing that. So something needs to be done. And um, so, you know, land must be used. If the government controls the land or is the custodian of the land, what it will do is to say, okay, uh, Mr. Mpofu, you say you want this land for farming or whatever it is. Let's see what your plan is and um, how much do you need and so on and so on. And it doesn't mean that all of us are going to get like 1.5 hectares and so on. It doesn't work like that. It's not, it's not that uh, simplistic. Well, you see, uh, it, it comes across for many people as simplistic. Now, and I, I would gather that maybe a lot more. Would we expect more to be revealed at, at your manifesto launch around the issue of land? Yeah. Or, or are your, has your pronouncements been done already and there'll be no new revelations? No, 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 no. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the first, I, I can't remember, now, probably the first two or three chapters of our, of our, of our manifesto. Because, as, as I say, for us, it, it, it is one of those issues that, uh, from which everything, everything else uh, flows. So there are specific recommendations that we make, um, but we do need uh, to, to, to take South Africans into, into uh, our confidence about the specifics. I mean, for example, Sela says, why do you want to change things that are working? I mean, that's the shock to my system. Mm. How can you say the land distribution in this country is working now? When people are packed in, in squatter camps like sardines on top of each other. Well, perhaps here's a question to you. And I mean, you, you've been part of the, of the ANC in South, for, for most of your adult yeah. career. And, and not only you, even the current president, right? How, how did we get the issue of, of land so wrong for such a long time in terms of not truly addressing it? Two things, uh, Asraf. Firstly, the, the deal that was made in Campton Park, uh, you know, it looked attractive, but uh, I think with the benefit of hindsight, it's clear that it was a, a very bad deal. In, in other words, uh, the thing that we are now trying to undo, which is we have fought so hard for the past four years, and finally we have succeeded to do, which is the amendment of Section 25 of the Constitution. Uh, as you know, that was uh, the literal on day one when we arrived in Parliament. We actually offered, we said to the ANC, to change this section, we need 66% 
you have 60% or 61 or whatever. We have uh, 6%. Let's uh, address this question. Of course, they refused for years and years until February last year when when it was clear that the, the masses of the people are actually uh, mm. agreeing with... So, so that was a bad deal, and then what would have been a good deal uh, around that negotiator settlement okay. all those years a ago? Go- yeah, a good deal would have, for starters, no, not protecting the property rights or for rights which were uh, the ill-gotten uh, gains of apartheid and colonialism. Because the deal of 1994 really did this. It said, look, freeze the status quo. So if if you have 10,000 hectares of land, you keep that. And if I have none, I keep that nothing, uh, as it were. And then the rest, the market, the so-called market will take care of everything, which is absolute nonsense, quite frankly. Um, because the reality is that if you have the, 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 the bigger piece of land, you have the wherewithal to actually grow, you might even buy uh, bigger pieces of land. Because, and I will remain with nothing or even less uh, uh, less and less uh, in terms of, 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 the, of the groups of people that we're talking about. So if by law, uh, the 1913 Land Act and the 1936 uh, Land Act uh, ensured that only African people in particular own only 13% of the land in South Africa. That was, it was not a secret, it was law. Now, how can you say we're going to freeze that situation, leave it as it is, and then uh, have some dreams and dreams of, of, of restitution and they have to go to court and then there's an appeal. It will take hundreds of years before we can do anything okay. about, about land. We'll, we'll so it was also the bad deal, but also the lack of political will and uh, on the part of, and, and quite right. frankly cowardice on the part of okay the, we'll see where that where that goes the, my my guest my big hitter for the night is advocate Darlene Pofu who's the uh, the chairperson of the economic freedom fighters so besides his own legal practice uh, he heads up the at the moment the third most popular political party in the country ahead of the uh, 2019 election manifesto launch ahead of the election itself that will come up sometime in May now now let me put this to you about there's a sense amongst many people that, that the ANC and uh, that the EFF itself played a major role, I, I would agree with that, uh, as opposition in the last few years. But but there's a sense that you've, you as a party have have become increasingly radicalized um, in, in your rhetoric and, and therefore is, is pushing a very populist line and a therefore impractical line preying on some of the vulnerabilities of, of all South Africans. And, and, and that, in fact, may win you some votes, but in terms of the long journey, the marathon, you, you may cost votes and you may certainly cost the country as well. Help us understand you know, where the AFF is going with this. Okay. Thank, thank, thanks, Asaraf. But before we do that, uh, the, the last question that Silo had asked is VBS. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to address that uh, very quickly. The, the, you know, this whole VBS saga is actually uh, laughable because um, we have said that we are very proud as an, a, a strongly anti-corruption party that has done things that everyone has seen. Now, very few people actually know that without the EFS, there would be no Zondo Commission today. Uh, you know, uh, probably the president of the country would still be Jacob Zuma and uh, all sorts of other things uh, like that. So 
we think that, that there is a narrative or, or, or some narrative in the in the media that really would like to uh, paint us with a with the same brush as, as the corrupt uh, parties in South Africa. So that desperation extends to this VPS thing. Because we keep on saying to them, he's right, fellow. The media said they have evidence that the EFF either took money from VBS or benefited from that money. And they said, oh, well, thank you. That was in October. Mm-hmm. Please present that evidence to us, to the police, to the public at the very same so, time. So can, can we say and this? Because I am concerned about time. Okay, can, can we therefore say this, right, without getting into too much debate about VBS, because let, let the, the law take its course, right? That, yeah. that can, we, can we say, you know, definitively that the EFF's position regarding um, corrupt dealings of its members, if in fact it is proven that, that you would literally kick that person out, no questions absolutely. asked. I mean, that, that's the key without, question here. No, absolutely. Without any doubt, we have said so. We would take the strongest possible action against anyone who, who is caught in corruption. We are very proud of the fact that of the, the major corruption scandals, whether you talk of Tunkantla, VBS, Guptas, uh, you know, the, the Busasa currently, and all those things that uh, the, the EFS is not is not involved in those things, and uh, we would like to keep it uh, that way. Okay. So we would certainly act very strongly if anyone would. Okay, say, so we will uh, we will look out for that if things turn around. We'd expect you know yourself or the EFF itself uh, from Julius Malema to say, okay, we've got okay. this one wrong, and this person should walk right now. Now then, that brings me to that point about about the ANC, the the EFF rhetoric, and 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 uh-huh. it's, yes. please answer that. Right. Okay, you know, again, as I say, we are very quick to to label things. I mean, radical, what's radical? What's what's radical really about saying that the land must be shared uh, among South Africans equitably? Um, When that land was taken, if anything was radical, it's the method by which the the land was acquired. People were killed in in, in thousands and thousands of 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 of, of, of uh, battles and and wars and uh, legislation and so on over the past um, uh, three hundred years or so, and um, and 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 you are told that when you are saying use the constitution, no how the constitution, no nothing else, and change the constitution, let's distribute the land equitably, and then you are told that's radical. You are not saying. Okay, the land was taken by force, it must be returned by force. Um, What's wrong when you're saying the minerals of the country must benefit all of us because God bestowed this country with with minerals and they belong to all of us. So a mechanism must be found. Look, I I think that we agree, but but the the problem most people have is it's almost like an us and them situation. Do you know, if, if anything... The, the, the narrative, uh, and this could be, be a perception of the last six months, maybe longer, uh, from an EFF point of view, it's, it's increasingly, an, an, you know, putting up borderlines. It's us and it's them. And what, what are your thoughts about that? You may be right around the principle, but, but mm-hmm. wrong in terms of the us and them, uh, because that may undermine there's nation no building. Them. There's no us and them. The, uh, the only us and them, is, the us is everyone who wants uh, good things for this country, who wants good, a good future for your children a peaceful uh, country where nobody is going to uh, sleep without food in, in their stomach. That's all of us. All, if, if anyone wants those things, 
wants a peaceful country, a prosperous country where people have work, where they don't live on the banks of uh, the Jaske River, as you can see down down here in Alexander, where they, 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 uh, the schools, uh, the children are not, are not dying in pit latrines. Uh, 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 you know, uh, where children are not learning under mud schools while others are having air-conditioned classrooms. Mm. That's us. Them is uh, anyone who thinks that the current situation must must prevail because that's complete madness. It cannot. I mean, it, it will end in tears for all of us if we don't act, uh, you know, in, in a in a radical way to make sure in in a very kind of urgent way as well. Uh, if right. that is what radicalism means, that we're saying these things must be addressed comprehensively, well, then call us radical. Okay, well, what do you make then? It's interesting about the, the position of the ANC in terms of where, where it is. And you said that the EFF's position, you know, primary goal this election is to is to vote the ANC out of power, however it's going to be, right? Whether the, the EFF gets 51% or not, but you want the ANC out of power. Now, with, with that in mind, and, and for all the reasons that we that are well known to us, right, with, with that in mind, what, what do you then make of uh, of of your uh, commander in chief's pronouncements on unforgiving former president Zuma, someone that that the ANC or the, the EFF, in fact, has spent a lot of time uh, denouncing, and, and for the allegedly the right reasons over the last few years in parliament. Well, you know, again, Ashraf, this is it's, it's actually some some of the stuff is, is shocking. Who on earth? Uh, you know, of any race or religion, can uh, condemn someone for 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 giving another person. I mean, if uh, I don't understand, here a whole nation of people who were brutalized and and tortured uh, uh, forgave Mandela. The reason why he's healed uh, uh, across the whole world is because he forgave uh, his his jailer. And nobody said, I mean, what's wrong with this guy? Um, and now suddenly, uh, if someone says, look, uh, I forgive, at a personal level, I, I, you know, as, as we are told in all religions that forgiveness actually frees you yourself, because otherwise you, you become... Okay, that, well, well, I think, you, I think it's, a good, it's a good example you've given, accepting that it's one thing to forgive, but, but it's, it's more important to forgive when the person says, forgive me. Now, I'm not too sure whether former President Zuma has done that. In fact, his latest pronouncements on video, uh, video clips on Twitter is suggesting otherwise. No, but that's the whole point. You don't, you don't, you don't only forgive uh, those people. You, you must be the, 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 the forgiver, actually, is the, is the, is the subject. Not uh, the, it's like, for example, those people who, whose children get raped or whatever, and they can go and go and speak to the prisoner and say, look, I forgive you just to free myself. doesn't matter. The prisoner might come out and still become a rapist. That's his problem. Okay. But uh, you, you yourself, you free your own soul by uh, moving on and, uh, and, and doing other okay, things. Okay, so if, if we apply... Every religion I know preaches that. So, but suddenly, uh, you know, if, if, if it's... But imagine if Malema said, I will never forgive him about whatever he does, we're we going to applaud him for being vindictive rather than uh, being forgiving. Okay, but, but, but are there conditions attached to that forgiveness or, or is it simply, you know, I understand it came out of the context of a church, but we are talking political parties here, right? Is it, yeah. If it's an unconditional forgiving, what message are we sending to, to a democratic South Africa as opposed to apartheid South Africa? Well, uh, the, the, that's what I'm saying. That question should have been asked when uh, we forgive the clerk. 
who, who murdered uh, millions of our people as, as to and 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 uh, his brethren as to you know whether the maybe you're right maybe that forgiveness should have been conditional okay, if, because it turned out to be uh, uh, you know that all right if we apply the same principle then then what about what about forgiving the ANC for their poor leadership of the last twenty five years? No, we do at a personal level. You know, as we, uh, um, maybe this is another good example because I'm still going to go home. My wife is a member of the ANC. Uh, you know, so we, we don't. When we oppose people's views, it doesn't mean we hate them. It doesn't mean we don't forgive them. It doesn't mean we are incapable of socializing with them. We simply differ with the work they are doing with this country. Whether you are DA or whatever, it's not personal. I don't understand it. So we don't have to forgive the, the, the ANC of anything. It's individuals and, uh, and, and the policies that we think are wrong. Some of those people actually believe that they are doing the right thing. They might genuinely think that mm. by not giving land somehow uh, the Holy Spirit will come down and, and to create equality. F- fair fine. enough. Yeah. Believe, but, but that's just wrong. Just okay, but, wrong. But, but having said that, the point therefore, and, and I think many may concur with you, which is do not give the ANC another chance. Let's vote them out of power. They don't deserve our, our support. If we follow your, that line, which is very much your line or the EFF's line as well, right, that means that that you believe that the ANC is beyond redemption. They Whatever they've they've messed up. No, no. What are Ashraf, we saying? Okay, let me just ask you. In, okay, in the United States, some people are Democrats, others are Republicans. So when they oppose the other party because they think it would be better for the for America, does that mean they think that these ones are beyond redemption? Or that it's politics? All you, you you just sell your policies because you genuinely believe that they, they are better for the future of the country. The other person might also think, as I said, the DA might think that the best thing is to protect white interests. Maybe that, 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 that's what they think. But we we, we don't um, condemn them as if they are the devil, so to speak. We simply say their ideas are wrong. It's a battle of ideas, not a battle of... Uh, okay, of, of, I want to touch on Ramaphosa ahead of the State of the Nation address in a moment. We'll do that next. For every bit of news, be confident that SABC News will bring you all sides of the story straight from the source. They were involved in the bribery, in the illegal activities to make sure that they secure contracts. I mean, he was even saying they pay people about six million rand a month. Somebody would have to meet up with a supplier of the cash and the box of money would be transferred from a nondescript car. There was no time to count it on the side of the road. As he implicates a number of people, he also implicates himself. He says, this is the kind of job we're doing. Stay tuned and informed. SABC News, independent and impartial. The Minister of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries, Mr. Senzene Zogwan, has declared a list of protected tree species under Section 12 of the National Forest Act of 1998. According to this act, no person is allowed to cut down or destroy any protected trees without a license. Contravention of this declaration is an offense, and any person who is found guilty can receive a fine or be sentenced to imprisonment for a period of up to three years. 
for a full list of these protected trees, you can visit the department's website at www.daff.gov.za or contact Shumani Sivani on 012-309-5765. Brought to you by the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. Hi, I'm David, an HP Print Oncologist. When you buy an HP printer, you buy a system that is designed to work together to give you the best quality prints. The printer, the paper and the ink. But if you change one component of that system, is it the same? Would you pour sparkling water into your coffee machine? If your answer is no, why put non-original HP ink into your printer? Always choose original HP ink for optimal results. Visit myhp.co.za to buy original HP toner cartridges. At SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. So they want to talk about Ramaphosa. I know we're going to stop at nine o'clock with Advocate Darlene Pofu, the chairperson of the EFF. But uh, let's play. Maybe we've got a we've got a flood of people wanting to call in and even more voice notes. I can't take them all. My my apologies for that. Right, but let's try and get Phineas to set up just four voice notes, and it's it's his call. Which ones we'll play? Darlene Pofu, I'm white and I don't know much about politics. So when it comes to voting, I have a simple policy: vote for the strongest opposition. However, I think if the EFF were to become the strongest opposition, I would struggle. So I'm going to try and fight that instinct that you talk about and give you some time to convince me why, as a white person, I should vote for the EFF. Okay, interesting question. Let's play another. Ashraf, it's Kanya from Olivenagos. Please ask the advocate about the land expropriation without uh, compensation. My view is that the ANC smartly silenced the EFF, but they are not really going to make a change. What is his view? Okay, I think we've touched on the issue of land and maybe we'll know more about the land issue after the that, that manifesto uh, launch at the weekend. Uh, perhaps that, that question, uh, Advocate Dalian Pofu, from, from the white callers saying, convince me, because if you want to topple the ANC, you will get your votes from wherever. So convince him to vote for EFF. Okay, thank you. Well, firstly, uh, unfortunately, like we didn't hear the question, but I think there was a technical problem. But um, the yeah, the, the, that first one I think goes with uh, Colin. We didn't answer Colin's question. Our, I just want to say something. Yeah, when I say 99 percent, you know, I know South Africans, but when they come and say no, it's 93, it's 92, mm-hmm. 91, uh, uh, it's a figure of speech. All I'm saying is that whether that percentage is 92 or 95 or whatever. But it's somewhere in the 90s. The, uh, anyone who's going to deny that uh, the vast majority of what... Okay, perhaps, and I'm just worried about time because we've got a minute left to go. Here, here's the question. Yeah. Convince not only that caller, but convince because at the moment the majority of even black South Africans don't vote for the EFF. And we know that, right, oh. statistically. So, so here's your 30-second pitch. Why should white or black, why should any South African concerned enough about the future of our country that wants to build this country into a champion nation, why should they vote for the EFF? Well, firstly, they must uh, open their eyes and see whether in the past 25 years we are going south or going north. And it's very clear that if nothing is done, if we don't change direction, this country is going to the dogs. And we say that uh, you know, it's it, we need to swallow the bitter pill and the bitter truths and accept the problems, look the problems in the eye. For example, racism. We mustn't deny that there's racism. 
But by saying there's racism, it doesn't make you racist. It means you want, we, we want to find solutions. So if you listen carefully to the EFF, you'll find that it's the only organization that has uh, practical solutions that will address the issues of the poor, of the poorest. Because if you don't address those uh, issues, then you are going to have crime, then the poor will have nothing to lose but to ensure that the whole country goes okay. down into ashes here. Okay, got that right. We're going to end up now in 30 seconds. State of the Nation comes up next week. Uh, your Commander-in-Chief is very clear about uh, the, the stance against Ramaphosa. What can we expect on Thursday? Well, you must remember today was the deadline that we gave uh, Ramaphosa. He has uh, failed to make it. So we're going to ask that the State of the Nation be converted into Q&A because we think there is a prima facie evidence that Ramaphosa lied to the nation. If he doesn't take the opportunity to explain that rather he lied to Parliament, which is an impeachable offence. So if he doesn't take the chance to explain uh, and we, we want to give him the benefit of the doubt, then uh, we're not going to be listening to his, some lofty uh, arrangements from someone who's possibly not even fit to be the president. Okay, I'll tell you what, after the the election manifesto launch, uh, and in a few weeks from now, whenever it's uh, when it's final, yourself, as well as your commander-in-chief, Julius Malema, we need to get you in studio as big hitters once again. Many people want Absolutely. to talk to you. Advocate Dali Pofu, thank you for your time. Our big hitter for the night, the chairperson of the Economic Freedom Fighters, the line, not the clearest, my apology for that, he wasn't in studio as is normal case with the big hitter. We're going to talk about uh, the ANC in many ways in terms of their former premier. That comes up in a moment. Let's get the news. It's just gone nine o'clock.